Kevin Warren is set to take on a larger role in the football operations side of the business this upcoming offseason. What is that going to mean for how the Chicago Bears are shaped going forward? We'll talk about that, and we'll dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And before we get into the mailbag, guys, know I always like to start off with some news. And so, uh, D- Diana Rossini, uh, she was on the uh, herd with Colin Cowherd, and she said this. He's taking more. Uh, he's taking the time to examine every aspect from the quarterback and the coaching positions, aiming to make uh, calculated, unemotional decisions about the future of the Bears. This is about Kevin Warren. Warren is involved in the team's future stadium projects and football operations with a newly transferred level of power. General Manager Ryan Poles and Chairman George McCaskey, whilst they're influential, will now defer to Warren on the strategic direction that the Bears will take. So this is a bit of a different scenario, right? Coming in, we've uh, Kevin Warren has been really focused on taking care of the new stadium and that thing for the Chicago Bears, whereas Ryan Poles has basically just been doing the football operations himself. Now that Kevin Warren is taking on a larger role in that and really is examining it, all of it, that that kind of coincides with what we've heard about, like internal discussions about bringing in Jim Harbaugh, because he has worked with Jim Harbaugh hand in hand before, right? He's very familiar with him. And so, the fact that Kevin Warren, who's coming in, he's not really emotionally attached to the coaches, staff, anything like that, I think it actually puts the Bears in a better situation to where they're going to make the right decisions this upcoming offseason about what to do. That means even with uh, uh, Justin Fields. That means with Matt Eberflus. That means with Luke Getze, right? And, you know, this is not to say the rumor that was earlier in the week as far as Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles' job may be on the line. They come out. That's been disbunked. There's nothing going on with Ryan Poles' job. But. Kevin Warren being the CEO, right, being the chairman, he is not, well, George McCaskey is the chairman, but being the president of, of football operations and being the CEO, he is now uh, coming in to take on a larger role in the decision-making of guiding this franchise on the football field. Now, I always expected that he would do that, but I thought that, you know, that the stadium was going to kind of take the precedence in that in those manners. But here's what I'll say. When it comes down to it, Ted Phillips was a little bit different. He did allow Ryan Poles to basically do what he was going to do. So now Kevin Warren, who's taken over that role for Ted Phillips, is going to have an unprecedented amount of power that we've never seen somebody being the Bears CEO has had before in that same role. And so, it, you know, when, when we go through this offseason now and looking at the decisions that are going to be made with the coaching staff, the players, things like that, uh, you, you're now going to get a bigger impact and say from Kevin Warren in that. Now, that doesn't mean that Ryan Poles is going to be able to make decisions and things like that, bring forth candidates. But it may just be that Kevin Warren gets the final say in some of those decisions to see where this football team is going to go forward. Listen, a four win season is tough on everybody. And with Kevin Warren being in the position that he is coming in, wanting to you know make sure he set the standard. He wants to win championships here in Chicago. He wants to bring Super Bowl titles here to Chicago. And so because of that, you have to grab the bull by the horn sometimes and lead and lead it. And so now that, you know, the futures of everybody is kind of not really say that it's in question. I still think most of the things that we've heard are true. But you're now getting somebody who has the voice, who has the power, who has the control. That's kind of un- uh, who's kind of deep, not detached. Detached sounds negative, but isn't emotionally attached to the players or the coaching staff. Not to say that Ryan Poles necessarily was either, but it is bringing in a different perspective that I think 
is perfect for this team. But let me know what you guys think down below. What do you think about Kevin Warren taking on a larger role in the on-the-field product and maybe even stepping a little back, still handling the stadium, things like that? Do you think that this means that Matt Eberflus could be fired? There's been a lot of talk even in the mailbag we went into that about Matt Eberflus and with the rise of the defense that maybe he's retained. But maybe Kevin Warren has seen enough, and we see that transition as well. But with that said, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's mailbag day for Chicago Bears Central. Let's get into this first voicemail. This one's from Darius. What's going on, man? This is Darius from Dallas. Uh, day after the uh, really shitty win that we had. Uh, you know, man, I, I hate to say it. I know y'all ain't going to agree with me, but I hate to say it. Uh, we might need to consider keeping Eberflus one more year, man, because I, I just love what he's doing with this fucking defense. Um, these guys are playing a hell of a lot better. All you motherfuckers, you dumb motherfuckers talking about, oh, well, Montez Sweat is not worth the second-round pick. Poles made the mistake again. Shut the fuck up, bro. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Montez is a fucking dog. I like what he's doing. He's making everybody play better. TJ Edwards is fucking balling out. He's playing better. Terrell Smith, though, man. Um, that kid there, well, should fly out just come up and hit your ass, I see. Um, and I I don't know, man. It, 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 it's making me a hell of a lot more comfortable letting Jalen Johnson go and just tear his ass at the end of the season. And we'll just ride it with, 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 with Tariq uh, and, and um, Terrell. I mean, I, I'm cool with those two at cornerback. With the front seven that we got, if we can generate just a little bit more pass rush, I'd be comfortable with that. But, Jalen, God damn it, bro. Uh, you give up one more fucking pick six. I mean, you, you should have had about four picks already this season, and you got paid that money. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, as far as offense goes, um, I'm, I'm tired of Getty. Uh, he's the one that definitely has to fucking go. Uh, now, Justin played a terrible fucking game. Just absolutely terrible game. And if he don't pick it up, I'm going to be advocating for his ass to be out of here next year. I'm I, I'm on my last leg with with, with, uh, with Justin. But Getsy, how many fucking screen plays do we need to call? Do you feel, in, in one game, what's an acceptable amount of screen plays before it, be, before it becomes too much? Because I feel like he called about eight or nine screen plays yesterday. And I'm probably not wrong. And there was a couple sequences in there where he called them back-to-back. Just because you do it to the other side don't mean they can't tell it's a screen, you dumb motherfucker, you. I just, I, I man, I, I haven't seen that. I don't even think Mark Tressman was this bad of a play caller, man. I, 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 I have not seen this bad of a play caller in a very fucking long time. Uh, Getsy, he's got to go. I don't know what other offensive coordinators we got out there that we can bring in, but I'm cool with riding it back one more year with Eber Flus. I know y'all aren't. It's fine. I love what he's doing with the defense. Um, if we can get another offensive coordinator in there, and maybe even another goddamn quarterback. It's Justin, goddammit, man. I don't know how much more I can keep defending you. Uh, but anyway, I, I, that's all I got to say, man. I, I guess I'm happy with that bullshit win, but um, got a lot of positives in there. Kyle Gordon, man, the fuck, everything to do with the defense is just perfect right now. Uh, but Getty's got to go, man. Let me know what y'all think about that. Keeping Eberflus one more year, and that kind of goes back to what the topic that I just said. I mean, now that Kevin Warren's coming in, it may kind of flip, like, as we keep going through in here. But while I initially have started coming around to, you know, realizing that Matt Eberflus probably is going to come back with the way that the defense is gone, especially if we win a couple of more games here on the back half of the season. But now that Kevin Warren is taking on a large role, I can't say that I necessarily feel that same way. I guess it's just going to come down to, However, Kevin Warren evaluates it. Now, as far as improvements from the defense, those are legit, right? You cannot deny the improvements that this defense has made um, over the last handful of weeks, really over the last month, month and a half, 
since Matt Eberflus took over, that this defense has been playing extremely better, and it's trending in the right direction. You've got in Montez Sweat. you got health now. Throughout that, T.J. Edwards is stepping up in a major way for the Chicago Bears, and the defense is really rocking and rolling. Still has some things to do. But, again, being the ninth-ranked defense in the league, the number one rushing defense in the league, and, you know, we're, we're, we're bottom five in, in passing. So if you can shore that up this offseason, it gets to a different place. Now, you brought up Terrell Smith. Um, does he make Jalen Johnson expendable? And here's what I'll say. No. I mean, Terrell Smith is great. Do not get me wrong. But I haven't seen anything from him that necessarily tells me that J.J. is expendable. And I still would love to see Jalen Johnson brought back to this team on the right deal. I think that's the biggest thing with it. It has to be the right deal. But let's say this. If Jalen Johnson does leave, if him and the Bears can't uh, come to an agreement on that contract, um, I think Terrell Smith is hes not going to replace Jalen Johnson to be exactly what Jalen Johnson was, right? at least not right away. But you're then betting on that development. I think then maybe you go corner later in the draft as well. But I would say this, I wouldn't mind it. You're not, you then have a starting cornerback core of uh, Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Smith, and, and, and then uh, Kyler Gordon. You can do a lot worse than that. Now, i got to disagree with you on Justin. I don't think Justin played a horrible game at all. He made some mistakes. That last fumble was absolutely on him. Um, but it, it, it wasn't a horrible game. He managed the game extremely well. They kind of took it out of his hands a little bit, but he made right decisions throughout most of that game. So that's just my opinion, but, hey, I know a lot of people share your opinion as well. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from B. Yo, Cedar, Bobby Hayes, what's going on, man? This your boy B, first time calling, started watching you guys at the beginning of the season, but I just want to give my love take. So after watching the last two games against Detroit and this game that we just watched, this whatever, if you want to call it that, I'm of the mindset that Ryan Pose has finally got his reasoning for keeping in Matt Eberflus as the head coach of this team. If we're being honest, the defense has been getting better, and I believe they got like seven or eight takeaways over the last two weeks, and I think that's just going to give him enough ammunition to keep the guy that he wants to keep anyway. Luke Getty, this guy, man, I don't know what to say about this guy, but I think he's the odd man out. If I'm Ryan Pose and I'm telling you idiots that I need to evaluate this kid over the last six games and you're still going out and calling these games like this, then you're the problem. I don't care if you trust Justin Field. I need you to go out there and call the best game possible and either Justin can get it done or he can't. But if you're calling 14 screen passes and you're giving the ball to running backs against stacked boxes, then I can't evaluate this guy and you're the problem. So I think Justin will be back. Iberflus will be back. Jetsy's out of there. But the only problem with that is who's selecting the next offensive coordinator? Because I don't trust Matt Iberflus to make that type of decision. That's all I want to say, guys, man. Bear down. Enough reasoning to keep Matt Iberflus. Uh, I, listen, I, there are a lot of you guys asked that, and I and I completely can understand where you're coming from with that. Like I said, I've started coming around to the realization that that may be happening. That may be the reality that we live in going forth that uh, Matt Eberflew stays on. But like I said, with the news of Kevin Warren kind of taking a larger role in the decisions of those type of things, maybe that changes as well. So we'll end up seeing what comes of that. Um, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he stays or that he goes, no matter how this season ends. I think Kevin Warren may come in and want to guide that future. Now, as far as Getsy, uh, who gets if Getsy's gone, who gets to make that uh, that selection on the uh, next offensive coordinator? I'd say this, it's probably going to be a combination. The reason why I say that is Kevin Warren, we know he's coming in right now making decisions. But outside of that, maybe Ryan Poles does bring in an offensive coordinator, but he wants a guy that, hey, if I do have to fire Matt Eberflus, I trust that this guy can maybe step in as a head coach and develop to that place. 
So maybe it's going to be a, a combination of a choice between Matt Eberflus if he stays on, Ryan Poles as the GM, and Kevin Warren, and them kind of all coming together to make that decision on the direction and the type of offense that they want to go and to guide the development of this offense. But I think when it comes down to it, uh, they got to make a big decision on that because that's going to be something that impacts the future and present of their team wholeheartedly. So we'll end up seeing with that case. Let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Fred. Yo, yo, hey, what's going on, man? This is your boy Fred, man. Man, watching that game, man, you know, they pulled that win off. That was good, man. I, I felt like the players won that game for them. It wasn't for them coaches. Because as you can see, Luke Gessie definitely need to be fired. This man called screen passes throughout the whole game. And I'm like, dude, what, what type of offensive coordinator sit here call screens? And you could tell Justin Fields was getting frustrated and everything. You know, I was glad to see him put the, you know what I'm saying, put the team on the shoulder after them two fumbles. You know, you would say he was, he was frustrated after the second one like he wanted to cry. But he he, he 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 got his shit together, and he went back out there and did the same, man. And then here it is, the media, you know what I'm saying, they still talking about, oh, I think Phil still needs a fresh start and all this bullshit. Like, man, give me a fucking break, man. They need to just put a fucking dick in their mouth. But, like, the defense, they came through, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and like, Jalen, you keep talking about it, you want to get paid like a top corner, but you, did, you didn't even get you, – you missed two picks. That's two weeks in a row, dog. Like, at this point, if, if the Bears keep Jalen Johnson, I see them get, you know what I'm saying, giving him part about maybe $15 million to see or a franchise tag him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the only way I see him because even if he try to go to another team, he's not going to get the money that he wants. So far as that dumbass bitch made ass Luke Gessie, man, that bitch got to go, man. Because it's like he had Justin Fields being a game manager in that game, and I didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think we need to go ahead and part ways with these coaches. Regardless, if, if the defense, yeah, the defense playing good, but at the end of the day, nobody wants to play for a coach who doesn't take accountability. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to play for a coach who don't take accountability, but for them not scheming us and putting the players in the right place. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be, I'll be glad to see, you know what I'm saying, Justin Fields and DJ Moore and some of the guys, are, you know what I'm saying, on the team finish strong just for them because they rock with each other and have a new coach come in here. And, and bring a winning culture and a winning attitude to this organization without the McCaskies getting involved and shit, interfering and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we need coaches to go to places place just to feel strength, and that's going to utilize him and get more out of him. And, and they can stop him from always thinking too much. But it's still fuck Evil Flu. It's still fuck uh, Jesse. It's still fuck Lucas Patrick, because I can't wait till that bitch get off the scene, because I was watching him, and that son of a bitch getting his ass blown up in the backfield too much. And still fuck him as well, too, though. So I'm hoping that we still able to get Marvin Harrison Jr., man. But to the end, go up, better ass. You said a lot there, and I agree with everything that you said. But the one thing I'm going to take away from that, will Jalen Johnson get franchise tagged? And that is a question that I won't lie is there. Like, I think you have to explore. You have to consider it, right? I don't know who else on this team I would consider franchise tagging. You're not going to franchise tag Darnell Mooney, right? You're not going to do that, I wouldn't think, right? So there is a possibility that you could franchise tag Jalen Johnson and maybe then give yourself some more time to work out that long-term deal. Um, and and that, that franchise tag is there to be used as at team's disposal for a reason. And, you know, while some fans say, like, do you really want to do that? What does that do to your culture? What does that say? Listen, they're not the only team that's going to franchise tag a player who, th- who wants to get paid necessarily more. It gives them a fair market deal, right? It gives them the average between some things. So get you a fair market deal. But at the end of the day, like, the Bears have to look at where this team is. 
And I, I, I especially if you're going forth and if you want a season to try to convince Jalen Johnson on what's going to happen, maybe even improve the defensive coordinator, how the, where you make improvements on the defense overall, it also gives you another year to say, hey, let's see how Terrell uh, Smith and, and Tyreek Stevenson really grow, grow and evolve. Maybe then we feel like we can just let Jalen Johnson walk away. So it's there for at the team's disposal for a reason. And I would explore it for sure, in my opinion, because, listen, you don't want to lose them for nothing. And, you know, at, at the place this team is now, and at Jalen Johnson's age of being 24, you do not want to let talent just walk out if you have the power to avoid it. So I think that the Bears should absolutely be exploring using that franchise tag on Jalen Johnson, and it's something that I hope they do. All right, let's get into the next one. This one's from Rifa Asad. Bobby, see done. Hey, it's Cognac, boy. What's happening, fellas? It's your man, Arifa Asad. Black yet again, man. Arifa in the building. Yes, indeed, he here. We got the dub last night, man. You know, and it feels good to get the dub, man. You should have seen the scene that Ryan Poles was hugging Justin Fields and, and Eva Flutes was hugging Justin Fields in the locker room, man, and they were just excited and elated, man, to get that W, man. And I love to see it, man. I love to see the team camaraderie. But let me tell you about a call, man. Let me tell you why I call. I call because I wake up the next morning, and I go online, and I'm l- listening to these ESPN 1000, Captain J. Hood, and I'm hearing him crying over how the damn Bears won the game. And I said, what the fuck is you talking about, man? What in the fuck is you talking about, man? We just won the goddamn game. Who gives a shit about how we won the fucking game, okay? I don't give a damn. Chicago Bears fans and Chicago Bears media is so goddamn negative all the fucking time Got to criticize Justin for every fucking thing he do. He can't look. I know he dropped the ball two times. He fumbled. Okay. He saw he fumbled the ball. But he let him down the field to get the field goal, and they got the win. That's all that fucking matter. Who gives a damn about Look, if they get the dub, then shut the fuck up. Okay? If they get the dub, shut the fuck up. That's all you have to say, Chicago Bears fans. Be the fuck quiet and sit your ass down for another goddamn time until they lose a game. Then you can critique. These are, listen, Chicago been dealing with this shit for a long goddamn time. I've been a Chicago Bears fan since '85. Okay, when I was looking, when I seen they won the Super Bowl, the Chicago Bears fans at the time didn't give a damn about us winning the damn Super Bowl. They cared about. Walter Payton not getting the goddamn touchdown in the Super Bowl. I said, what the fuck is y'all talking about? We just be throwing New England. How is y'all going to be mad about us winning? It's always Chicago is negative. Negative people, negative fans, but no goddamn reason. Why are you mad and scrutinizing every fucking little thing? I'm so sick and tired of everything. You can't even be happy with a win. You can't be happy with a win. Celebrate the win and shut the fuck up. Who cares about how? First of all, Marifa just went off, but Bears complaining about how the Bears get the win. Here's the thing. Critique, you can critique a win. 
And so I'm, I'm going to disagree with you in that sense. You can absolutely pull critiques out from the win, but you can still be appreciative, right? Two things can be true at the same time. You can give critiques to how the Bear, what the Bears did in their win that could have helped that win be more solid, but you can also still appreciate the win regardless of how ugly or beautiful it was. And so that's where I sit. I appreciate the ugly wins because that shows grit, that shows determination, but I still can critique what I saw in the game because technically that's my job as well, right? So uh, both can be true. Now, I understand what you're saying on people who just, just harp on just the negative and it's like, did we win the game or did we not? I'm confused, right? So I understand that, especially people who are just on the negative, like we didn't get a win, but you can still crit criticize wins and how, you, how your team got that win. And, and I would say the players are going to do that. The coaching staff is going to do that. If they're not themselves critiquing how they won, then you're not going to improve. So I give fans the same credence, but again, speak intelligently about what you're going to do because some fans just talk out the side of their neck and that, that's a story for another day. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Book. Yo, 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 what up, Hayes? This is Book, man. Blessings to you and yours. Man, I got to tell you, first off, let me start off with this. No matter what, I am a Chicago Bears fan. I cheer for the jersey, not for the name on the back. Justin Fields is one of the first players for the Bears that I can recall in my lifetime that has actually made me cheer for the name on the back. Having said that, would I like for him to be the quarterback of the future here? Of course I do, because I feel there is plenty of untapped potential there. All it needs is the right tool, which is an offensive coordinator with success. But if they draft another QB, I will support them, because I am a Bears fan. But let me say this. This is the caveat. Y'all better be sure. Y'all better be sure. Because if y'all trade Justin Fields and don't give this man the opportunity, which I feel he deserves after the shit show that he has been put in since day one that he's been here, and you draft another quarterback and he comes in, I'm not expecting him to come in and set the world on fire. T.J. Stroud is an anomaly, not the norm. But if he comes in here and we see the same issues, and then I hear on these media talk shows talking about the same issues that y'all, that not y'all, but they were downing and just criticizing Fields for, man, I'm going off. There's nothing else they can say. So I'm just saying, y'all better be sure. And like the old saying goes, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for because it might not come out. The grass ain't always green on the other side. Sometimes it's covered in shit. But that's all I wanted to say. Chicago will bear down. Blessings. A shout-out to the familiars, Barry, Cachet, all the familiars. Y'all have a good weekend. Happy holidays to y'all. Does Fields deserve another chance with a different OC? In my opinion, yes. My opinion, the play calling has been so egregious and atrocious that you, that yes, you want to take a look at not just because of Justin Fields, you want to take a look at what everybody looks like in a more, because listen, we, we know that this team's been high on Roshan Johnson. This team hasn't used him extremely creatively. Everything that he's gotten has been through his own grit and determination. Even Khalil Herbert, right? Khalil Herbert started off the season really strong, but like, I want to see what everybody looks like under a better offense overall. So to me, yes, Justin Fields and the offense as a whole and we've still got positions we need to fix. I'm not saying everybody gets a pass because, listen, that center position needs some work. But 
I absolutely would love to see Justin Fields and the weapons and things like that, how they play with a much better offensive coordinator that is a more creative play caller and kind of more modern and doesn't isn't so stagnant and predictable. And I think if you see that, along with improvements on the offensive line, the weapons, you may, you may completely look at Justin Fields in a little bit of a different light. So I completely agree that, yes, Justin Fields deserves another chance under a different offensive coordinator with improvements made to the team. Like I said, the fifth-year option is there for a reason. Um, if you do end up mo- having to move on from Justin Fields, at some point you've strengthened the things that hurt his development initially. So that, to me, is, is my thought process, and that's not going to change by whatever I see on the back half of the season. So, yeah, that's my thought process. But, fans, let me know what you guys think down below, as always. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Shy Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.